From the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio, this is Injury Insider with Derek Hayes. Injured in Georgia? Make the right call to the law office of Derek M. Hayes at 404-777-HURT. Injury Insider is presented by Status Home Design, your one-stop shop for all your home and gift needs. And greetings and salutations, everybody. My name is Stephen Julian. You might know me from other Business Radio X shows like Gwinnett Business Radio, but I have been asked to introduce a brand new show here at Business Radio X here in the Gwinnett Studios, Subaru of Gwinnett Studios. So I am thrilled and excited to welcome you to the inaugural episode, the first episode of Injury Insider with attorney Derek Hayes sponsored by status home design not only am i thrilled to introduce derrick hayes but really i'm here to introduce the host of the show she's seated right next to me and her name is lita brooks hello there lita hey steve thanks for having me yeah absolutely thanks for having me and letting me help kick off the show i have a very important question for you as the host of the show lita what is your role here on this show all right well this is the fun part so i get to play hostess and i get to put derek in the hot seat and ask all the questions that everyone needs to know about why to hire an attorney and the different types of law we're going to talk about and it's really really fascinating so this is going to be a really fun show and i think everyone listening is going to learn a lot you get to play everybody absolutely everyone listening yeah i am here representing all of the listeners no pressure there no, no pressure on no your shoulders pressure. to represent no. everyone on the air. Absolutely um, not. In fact, uh, Derek was on a Gwinnett Business Radio episode in the past. I'd encourage everybody to look through the archives of that show and listen to that episode. But this show is going to be a an expansion of what happened on that show, which was a lot of great knowledge, a lot of great answers, and it raised a lot of great questions that everybody has about hiring an attorney and what it is to work with an attorney. So... I'm going to get out of the way, and I'm going to let you, Lita, take the reins and lead the show and play the role of everybody. I'll, I'll try not to chime in unless there's something I really, really, really want to know, but I know you're going to do a great job and take us down a great path, so thanks for having me, and, and take it away. All right, Steve. Well, thank you so much. And like he said, I'm here to ask those questions, and we can continue with that. So if you have questions that you would like to ask Derek, I'm going to tell you where to go to submit those questions, and we're going to read through them and in future shows we're going to put those questions on air you're going to go to the website Derek M Hayes H-A-Y-S dot com go to the contact us and you will find the form to submit your questions so again it is his website Derek M Hayes dot com find the contact us portion and again we're going to weekly go through all the questions and bring them right here to this podcast all right well we're going to jump right into it and get to the man of the hour mr derek hayes derek talk to me about your background and your experience first of all thank you and steve for being here today i appreciate the fact you both have given me the time and lita looking forward in our future podcast i'm anxious for you to host all the the future shows and field those questions and and pass them on to me but a little bit about me i've been doing this now for almost 25 years i'm a personal injury attorney uh, many times referred to as a trial lawyer here in georgia my practice is focused in personal injury claims there are all kinds of claims that we'll discuss today and then in future shows go in depth about each one of those kinds of claims. Uh, As I said, I've been doing this now for almost 25 years. I do have my own practice. I was previously a partner in a large firm here for almost 18 years. I opened my own practice back in October of 13 to start doing what I'm doing now. And and, 
Uh, I look forward to the show itself and, and being able to continue to uh, work with the public and, and more importantly, represent you. Excellent. Well, you have a lot of honors and accolades, and this is also where I come in. I'm here to brag about you a little bit. I'm going to read through just some of these awesome awards that you've been so achieved to get all of this. You have been awarded with the 2019 Litigator of the Year. That's huge. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. That was a big honor. That's a huge honor. You have been the winner of the Best of Gwinnett since 2015. You are one of the top 100 trial lawyers in Georgia since 2007. You've also been recognized as one of the 10 best for attorney-client satisfaction. Again, that's another really, really huge accolade there, so congrats. Thank you. A member of both the Million Dollar and the Multi-Million Dollar Advocates Forum. You've been honored with America's Top 100 Attorney Lifetime Achievement Award top 25 motor vehicle trial lawyers in Georgia and the top 10 nursing home trial lawyers in Georgia. I could go on and on, but we're going to save those for future shows because the list is long. You're extremely accomplished. Oh, I appreciate that. My, my favorite one of those is the attorney client satisfaction survey, because ultimately the awards can come, but if you're not representing your client and they don't feel comfortable with you, then some of those other ones really don't mean much. So that's my favorite. Well, you're going to lead me with that statement right into my first question, and that is what separates your law firm from others? If I were to put this down in words, I would say that there are at least five or six different parts of this. Number one is communication. Communication in the sense that I'm the one that speak with the, the, the uh, clients. Far too often, clients don't speak directly with the attorney. They're passed off to an associate or to a paralegal or even a receptionist and aren't able to create that uh, relationship directly with their attorney. To be a zealous advocate for someone, you need to understand them, listen to them, and be prepared to represent them effectively. And therefore, communication to me is the number one uh, aspect of what separates my firm. Second would be experience. As I said now, for almost 25 years, I've been handling only personal injury claims. I don't handle a divorce case one day or a bankruptcy and then get back to a car wreck claim. That's what I do every day, all day. I deal with the same adjusters, same insurance companies, even defense attorneys. So I know them and likewise, they know me. Next, investigations. We investigate thoroughly and completely every aspect of the claim. Far too often, attorneys look at the outside of the claim and don't go in depth to discover additional facts that may increase the value or the ability to recover for their client, whether it be the prior driving history of the defendant or or what we call um, egregious conduct on the part of the, the driver or their employer, if it's someone who's driving a company vehicle. Next, knowledge. You have to know what you're doing plain and simple. And every day, all day, uh, I'm learning. And, and during the, the first part of my day, I'm looking at cases that have uh, come through the day before. I'm looking at changes in, in code sections. When our legislature's in session, I've even gone and lobbied at times at the state capitol on behalf of injured people here in Georgia. Professionalism, that's next. You've got to be a professional at what you're doing. Uh, you can't go, again, effectively as an advocate for your client without having the professional uh, conduct and, and professional reputa- reputation that's necessary to be an effective litigator. And then finally, uh, no fee, meaning that if I don't recover from my client, they don't owe me a dime. The risk factor becomes mine. I invest my time, my money to pursue the claim. And if there is no recovery, well, they're not going to owe me a fee. So there is no initial consultation fee? Absolutely not. 
you're free to call at any time. If I'm not available, then my paralegals will get the initial information. And as soon as I'm free from an appointment or deposition or in court, then I will get right back to you to discuss more in depth your issues and talk about whether or not it's something that I can actually help you with moving forward. Okay. So let's go right into specific to personal injury. Why should I hire an attorney? So I've, I've gone out there, I've been in a car accident, somebody rear-ended me. Where do I start? I don't know what to do. I always like to use a puzzle analogy. I use this all the time with clients on the phone. The job of an attorney is to put the pieces of the puzzle together in the most effective way possible to present the most complete, and if you want to call it the prettiest picture of what happened, meaning that you can't just basically throw things together in a pot and hope that it looks good. You've got to put those pieces regarding the injuries, the treatment, the medical bills, the lost wages, the permanency of the injuries, the long-term effects, and we're talking mental, physical, and emotional past, present, and future pain and suffering. Meaning that when you present the claim, if you focus simply on what happened in the past, you're not looking forward to what's still going to go on as they, as they recover from their injuries and you try and maximize the value of the claim. I'd like to interject and ask one question. You're, you're talking about this puzzle and putting a puzzle together. And going back to what you just said about what sets your firm apart, what are some of the things that other firms aren't doing with those puzzle pieces, you know, in that analogy that you got? I mean, tell me more about that. Well, without knowing your client on a personal level and being able to talk to them and create that rapport and that relationship, you may not really know what's going on in their life. As an example, I represented a lady several years ago who had a disabled son. And she was a single mom, and her responsibility was far beyond what we would consider an ordinary responsibility for a parent with a child. Her child was unfortunately wheelchair-bound. She was responsible for bathing, feeding, anything and everything to take care of her son. Uh, And because of her injuries, uh, which specifically involved her uh, a surgery to her back, she was very limited and had to, to bring people in from her church, her family members, her neighbors, her friends to help out. Had I not been able to get on the phone with her and talk to her personally and learn a lot more than I would not, in my opinion, been able to effectively portray that not only to an adjuster, but eventually to a jury. And so that goes back to you talked about the five or six things that set you guys apart, the investigation. The, that's a that's a big part of the puzzle. As Absolutely. Well as those other things. You yeah. The old adage is the easiest pain to bear is somebody else's. It's easy to hear about somebody having a sore neck or a sore back. And leave it at that. But it's a lot more important to try and, as best you can, put yourself in their shoes to truly know how it affects them on a daily basis. Um, having had broken ribs recently, I can say that now I truly understand what clients go through with, with broken ribs. It is one of the most painful things I've ever had to endure. And I've had clients through the years that have had that. And I didn't break my ribs just so I could understand what clients felt like. But now I can truly say I know how that feels. And ultimately, in, in representing a client with those kinds of injuries or similar injuries, I'm able to, um, again, present that in such a way to an adjuster or a jury or a defense attorney to make sure we maximize the value of the claim. And for the record, I did not push you. <laughs> okay, I fell downstairs at Lita's house, but, you know, she did not push me. <laughs> I, just, I just want to put that since we're on a, a legal, on the record a legal yeah. show yeah. here. That, that is on the record. Um, there's one more thing that I can speak to. And when we were talking about what separates your firm and just the personalized service that you give, which is a huge piece of the puzzle, uh, I know just from being close to you in life, if you get five phone calls one day, if you get 10 phone calls one day, it doesn't matter if it's five o'clock at night or 10 o'clock at night, all of those phone calls get returned. And I can 
speak. I think that's one of the greatest things about you as a professional and as an attorney. You are, you know, any one of your clients that wants to reach out and communicate, whether they walk in your office or it's a phone call, you will stop whatever you're doing to handle that. So, yeah. And again, that's that's separating myself from others. Uh, The number one complaint, if you look at surveys regarding attorneys, is I never talk to my attorney. That is the number one complaint. So therefore, to address that, I've made that one of my top priorities, and that's communication. Uh, So as you said, I'm there at sometimes 9 o'clock, even 10 o'clock at night. I'll try to return the phone call usually within 24 hours at the latest of receiving it. Most calls I'll I'll get returned that same day, but there are times when depositions or court prevent me from doing it, but they will hear back from me as soon as possible. Absolutely. I've had a wreck, and I'm a pretty savvy businesswoman, and... I think that I can handle this. I'm going to negotiate with my insurance company. And so now a few weeks has gone by and I'm not really liking where things are going. They're trying to pressure me into a settlement. And I, I think my injuries uh, are more severe than they're, they're talking to me about. Is it too late? I haven't called an attorney right away. I'm a few weeks in or a few months in. Can I still contact an attorney? Sure. You can still contact an attorney as long as you have not settled the claim or signed off on any settlement documents, received a check, those kind of things. Uh, Ultimately, the attorney would much prefer, I would much prefer to be involved early on. As we said earlier, there is no fee for an initial consultation. So I'll be happy to discuss all aspects of your claim with you from the very beginning. And if later on you do choose to reach out to an attorney, if you want to try and do it, which I would encourage you not to, then I would still be interested in at least speaking to you about it. But there are things that are traps that that adjusters love to use early on. One would be a recorded statement. I never encourage clients to give a recorded statement without speaking to an attorney first. Questions are worded in such a way that they can create traps. You may give an answer intended to say one thing, but it can be construed to mean something completely different. Another would be to sign off on a medical release form. Unfortunately, far too often people will receive what's known as a HIPAA form, which allows the insurance company to go out and get all their prior and current medical records and bills. I would strongly encourage anyone to not give a recorded statement and to not sign off on that form without speaking to me first. Uh, Again, an attorney's job is also to be a filter. I know what the insurance company needs to know. I know what they need to receive. And part of my job is to make sure they don't find out things that they're not supposed to know or don't need to know. And also to make sure that the records and bills that are necessary and relevant to the, the claim I'm representing them on are the ones that are presented and not a red herring from a surgery 15 years ago, which if an insurance company gets your records without an attorney involved, that becomes a red herring and a difficult issue to deal with. And I know that you are full of statistics. And I know this because you like to give me statistics about things all the time, even sports statistics that I don't really care about. But here we go. We're going to talk about some car wreck statistics. Yes, thank you. And ultimately, the statistics can be boring. But in this situation, I think it's necessary to understand why an attorneys in Georgia, at least personal injury attorneys in Georgia, are so important. There are 1,700 wrecks per day in Georgia on average. 1700 wow. that's 70 uh, or i said per yeah per day 1700 there's 70 on average per hour in georgia that's a lot of car wrecks yes it is 1500 deaths per year unfortunately so if you think in terms of the number of wrecks and unfortunately 1500 on average passing away again that's too large of a number um if you do the math on that that's about four deaths a day again that's an awful tragic statistic but that's the reality out of those deaths 59 percent of them are people that were not seat belted. 
So as an attorney, we want you to be safe. We want you to wear your seatbelt at all times. Uh, it may prevent a more severe injury or ultimately death. In Gwinnett County alone, there are 40,000 wrecks per year just in Gwinnett County. Uh, that's And in those 40,000 wrecks per year, there are approximately 13,000 injury claims that originate here in, in Gwinnett County alone. Now, that doesn't account for injury claims that are not pursued because many times people don't do anything after a wreck, so they don't show up on a statistic. Um, also, along those same lines, when you start talking about the involvement of an attorney and statistics to back that up, with an attorney involved, 91% of cases settle Wow. on average. 91% when an attorney's involved settling, meaning that you don't have to file a lawsuit. You're able to negotiate directly with the insurance company and resolve the claim. When an attorney's not involved, less than 50% of cases settle without an attorney. Uh, and it could be any number of things. It could be that authorization form to get prior medical records or, or bills. It could be the recorded statement, hurdles that are created because of giving too much inf information. Uh, and then when attorneys are involved, statistically, depending on where you, you, which one you believe, anywhere from 37 to 68% greater recovery comes when an attorney's involved. And that means money in pocket. 37 to 68% more dollars in pocket, not in the settlement itself. Because an attorney, there are really two jobs as an attorney. The number one job is to maximize the value of the facts at hand. Take all the facts in the car wreck claim or tractor trailer wreck, whatever it may be, and maximize the value of those facts to get the greatest recovery you can for your client. The second job then comes after settlement, and that's to maximize the dollar in pocket for clients. That comes with negotiating medical expenses directly with providers, directly uh, negotiating with the health insurance on any kind of what's known as subrogation or reimbursement rights they may have, dealing with companies like Medicaid, Medicare, TRICARE, uh, FEBA programs that may have paid medical expenses. As an attorney, we negotiate directly with them to, again, maximize the dollar in pocket for clients. Um, so my job is, is twofold once I've taken on a claim. Again, greatest recovery from the, the claim itself and greatest dollars in pocket. I can't imagine anyone hearing that and instantly knowing that they need to call an attorney. I mean, like you I said, agree. with the statistics of the car accidents happening out there, it's, uh, it almost seems a no-brainer that you would absolutely need to call an attorney. And with your customer service, I would definitely call you. All right, so this is a question that we got through the website and it's a tractor trailer question. Um, you know, there's some big trucks out there. Is a tractor-trailer wreck uh, equivalent to uh, a two-car wreck? Is there a difference, and is that something you handle? Those are far different. And yes, I do handle those, to, to answer the question directly. Yes, I do. My firm does handle those kinds of claims. And yes, they're completely different. There are a lot more standards that are involved in when a tractor-trailer, a big truck, an 18-wheeler, whatever you want to refer to it, in, is involved in the claim. Uh, there are specific uh, guidelines they have to follow uh, with the Motor Common Carrier Act. Uh, we also look for things like interstate commerce or intrastate commerce, meaning are they inside the confines of Georgia alone, or do they go interstate uh, between here, Georgia, or Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, other states uh, with the business. We look at the owner potentially of the tractor, the owner of the trailer, if they're different companies. We look at uh, the number of hours the driver has driven. We look at training. We look at safety manuals. We look at uh, inspections of the tractor trailer. We look at uh, far more 
uh, detailed aspects of the claim, which again goes back to the investigation of a tractor trailer wreck. Generally, statistically, people who have been hit by a tractor trailer do sustain greater injuries. And a lot of that has to do with the size of a vehicle, your run of a mill car or even SUV going up against a, a vehicle as large as a tractor trailer. Um, it is a completely different kind of claim that does involve a lot of specialty. They're very good things to learn early on. Within the first 30 days, it's, I strongly encourage someone to contact me because there are things that can be destroyed, and that's the word to use. They mm -hmm. can be destroyed. I send out what's known as an anti-spoilation letter. It's a letter requiring them to maintain those records, those documents, uh, once I sign up a, a big truck claim to make sure those things don't disappear. Okay. I know that your firm handles lots of other injury claims, and that's going to be topics for many, many more shows to come. Can you go through some of those different topics? Sure. I know we've touched on them, but if there's a little bit more um, for any of those listening, it's not just tractor trailer wrecks, it's not just car wrecks. What else do you handle? In future podcasts, we're going to go over things like medical malpractice. We'll talk about nursing home negligence, which unfortunately is becoming a big area of the law now as our our population ages and, and unfortunately people are having to face the decision of mom or dad or aunt or uncle going into a nursing home. Uh, there are standards that unfortunately are not applicable to nursing homes that create uh, unfortunately a lot of bad situations. So we'll talk about nursing home negligence, slip and fall uh, claims where someone's fallen at a business and injured themselves and even things like dog bites. Uh, there are other claims and we'll go into those again in future podcasts. Okay, and I look forward to all of those. It's extremely educational. Uh, we got to talk about the myths about personal injury claims because there are a lot. And this is, you know, what I'm here to represent. I don't want to sue anyone. I've had a car wreck, and I, I'm just not a sue kind of person. So uh, get me through that. If I had a dollar for every time I've heard that comment, I would not be practicing law anymore. That is the most common comment. I don't want to sue anybody. I just really don't want to bother anybody is kind of how it comes across. Mm -hmm. The reality is you're not suing the person unless the insurance company refuses to settle the claim. What you're doing is pursuing a claim from their insurance policy to take care of your medical bills, your pain and suffering, your lost wages. This is not a personal vendetta against someone. Unfortunately, rear-end collision, uh, T-bone collision, a sideswipe, those happen all the time. That's just uh, one of the hazards of driving a vehicle. Uh, this is not where you're going after that person for them to pay. They've gone out and purchased insurance, so in case they do something like this, they cause a wreck, their insurance company is then responsible for satisfying the claim for the person they've injured. So it's not a personal vendetta. Now, if we do wind up having to sue, that person, that driver, is named as the defendant, but ultimately the, the verdict is still paid by their insurance company, and their insurance company still provides their defense attorney, their defense team, if it ever goes to trial. So it is not a personal vendetta. You're not suing the individual. You're simply pursuing the claim. It's no different from a tree falling on your car in the driveway and going after a comprehensive claim against your own policy. Uh, where that tree fell. You're, you're not suing the tree. You're simply going after the insurance policy to satisfy your claim. That makes sense. I've been in a wreck. My back hurts. I've been out of work. My car's totaled. I do not have any money. I cannot afford an attorney. I may need one, but I can't afford one. Go through the myth. Unlike a bankruptcy attorney, divorce, or criminal defense attorney, in personal injury claims, we work on a contingency fee basis. Very simply, it means I do not get paid unless and until I get recovery for my client. So it becomes a win-win proposition. If there is no recovery, the client will not owe a fee. 
if there is a recovery, well, then, of course, the attorney fee will come from that. And that goes back to the statistics regarding attorneys being involved. And even with an attorney involved in the fee coming out, statistically, people still wind up with substantially more money in pocket after all is said and done. So the answer is no, you won't have to write me a retainer check. I don't send you a list of billable hours where I get paid by the hour. It's purely the more money I get for you, quite frankly, the more I get for myself. So a motivation to maximize recovery and get it done as quickly as we can. Will my insurance rates go up? Good question. Another common question I get. If you're pursuing a claim against someone else in their insurance, the answer is simply no. You've done nothing wrong. Insurance rates are supposed to be based on risk. As your risk factors go up, your rates will go up. The analogy I use, if you put a 16-year-old boy in a convertible souped-up sports car and try and insure that, you're going to pay a substantial amount for rates. On the other hand, if you put someone in their 40s or 50s in a minivan or a a sedan and they've never had a wreck, never had a ticket of any sort, those rates are going to be relatively low. The fact that you're injured by someone else and pursuing a claim against their insurance policy, no, your rates are not going to be affected because you're not doing, you've not done anything wrong, number one, and you're not pursuing anything against your own policy. In future shows, we'll talk more about things like uninsured and underinsured motorist as well as medical payment coverage again, through your own car insurance, but even those do not affect rates. Well, the insurance company called and said they're going to take care of me. Are they going to take care of me? They will play your best friend. They will tell you we want to take care of you. You've heard of the good hands people. You've heard of one company that says we're on your side, all those wonderful slogans. But ultimately, the reality is that the insurance company, the adjuster works for an insurance company. Their bottom line is not your bottom line, it's the insurance company bottom line. So their objective is to pay as little as they have to, but as much as they need to, to kind of make you go away. My job is to maximize that recovery and make them pay far more than they wanted to pay. Uh, the, the, again, the, the analogy is that they're employed by a company that pays them to save them as much money as they possibly can at the end of the year. And if I can jump in with one last uh, question about these myths, <clears throat> that question Lita just asked about the insurance company, I think everybody thinks, well, that's the other person's insurance company. That's the person that that uh, that hit me. Is that also sometimes true about my own insurance company? Sure. There are times where your own insurance company will become involved and yeah. you will have to deal directly with them. As an example, if the person that caused the wreck is uninsured, they, for whatever reason, let their insurance lapse or the policy does not cover that specific driver, then you will go through your own insurance company. And going back to, I think this is what you're you're referring to, going back to earlier on, even if it is your insurance company, your own personal insurance company, I strongly encourage you to not speak with them until you've called me. Because the recorded statement, the yeah. uh, HIPAA form, all those things are still going to happen. I know that we have covered a lot, and we've just scratched the surface on all the information that we can go over. Let's talk about some future topics. Let's have all these listeners uh, that are are with us and that are going to submit their questions. um, Give them a little teaser of what's to come. Yeah, things things that we've discussed about future shows. We'll go into in-depth about medical treatment following a car wreck or any kind of other personal injury claim, truck wreck, medical malpractice, those kinds of things. We'll talk about some more myths because there are a lot of more myths that we did not discuss today. We'll talk about things like the types of insurance coverage that you can purchase on your own vehicle and what those mean. Unfortunately, a lot of times agents don't discuss exactly what UM, UIM, collision, comprehensive towing, what those terms mean. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about do's and don'ts for your injury claim. There are a lot of do's, there are a lot of don'ts. Uh, We'll talk about listener questions that are submitted through the website. Uh, And again, there are far more topics and, and issues that we'll go in depth about over the course of this podcast. Look forward to all of those. 
Well, Lita and Derek, I'd like to thank you for letting me be a part of the very first show. I know I will be listening, even if I'm never allowed back in the studio to ask any questions on air. But one of the things I love about working with Business Radio X is you meet experts and experts who are passionate about what they do. You talked about, Derek, at the beginning of the show, you talked about kind of separate you and you gave five or six pillars, you know, things like communication and experience and investigation and knowledge and learning and professionalism. What I heard, you said the word zealous advocate. I don't know if you can put that on your business card, but that kind of comes through in this first episode. So well, I appreciate that. if you're looking for a zealous advocate, would you like to give the website or do you want me to do it in my best host voice? I like that radio announcer voice. So right. I'll let you go. with it. <laughs> so if you are looking for an, a zealous advocate and you don't you aren't looking to pay a fee and you just want to have an initial consultation, you can call other people and never talk to an attorney or you can get the best customer service. You can get the best filter to help you get the best recovery in what you're looking for. And that means you need to call the law offices of Derek M. Hayes. You can call 404-777-HURT. Also, if you want to be more a part of this podcast and you're still looking for that zealous advocate, go to the website, DerekMHayes.com. Hayes is spelled H-A-Y-S. Derek is spelled D-E-R-E-K for that matter. DerekMHayes.com. There's a little tab there that says contact. And if you go to that, you can fill out information. You can ask questions about a potential case or a potential issue. And there's a little box that says brief description. You can ask a question. And your great host, Lita, will bring that question back, and Derek will give a fantastic, zealous advocate answer for you. So, for our host, Lita, and for Derek M. Hayes, this is Stephen Julian saying we'll catch you next time on Injury Insider.